Hi there, it's Megan Mitchell from Agents of Change. Thanks for checking out my podcast. If you enjoy the content, please check out my ASWB test prep courses for the bachelor's, master's, and clinical exams. Each Agents of Change course includes more than 30 key topics that closely match the ASWB KSA content areas. Our content is great for both auditory and visual learners and includes video walkthroughs, supplemental materials, hundreds of practice questions, and twice monthly live study groups with me. You can learn more and get 10 free practice questions at agentsofchangeprep.com. Hi there, this is Alex Mitchell from Agents of Change Social Work Test Prep. And today we're talking about how long you should study for your ASWB exam. So whether you've started studying or you're thinking about starting soon, you've come to the right place. We're gonna take you through today how you should plan your study schedule, how many weeks or months you should plan on, and some other important things you should keep in mind as you're going through that study plan. So let's jump in. Before we jump into breaking down the exact study plan, just a reminder on some of those ASWB exam basics. First, as you may know, the ASWB offers four different exams, the bachelor's exam, the master's exam, the advanced generalist exam, and the clinical exam. So it's really important before you get started studying, check with your state to confirm which of these exams is required for the licensure level you're pursuing. This can be different on a state-by-state -state basis. There's a lot of acronyms. So the best place to go is your individual state's licensing agency. Also, each of these exams is different. Um, check out our videos on blog posts on the differences between bachelor's and master's, master's and clinical, for example. All of them are 170 questions long, but they have different passing scores. They have different levels of content and types of questions in different areas. One thing you might have also heard too that we suggest looking at another video that goes into much more detail on the ASWB exam score sheet is that it's a different amount of exam questions needed to pass different exams. That means both for the different exams I mentioned from the ASWB, those four different exams, the number of questions can be different, but actually even within an exam. So let's say the master's ASWB exam you may see someone received a test that required 100 questions to pass. You may have one that takes 102. Someone else may have someone that took 97 questions to pass. This is because the ASWB uses what's called a scaling scoring system. Scaling scoring system. Uh, say that three times fast. And what that means, though, is they're trying to balance any variation in that test. Um, let's say you got a more difficult test and they've realized that through the data they'll require fewer questions to pass that version of the exam. Let's say you've got an easier test and they see that in the data. They'll require fewer, or sorry, they'll require more questions for the easier test um, in order to pass that exam. So don't get stressed about the passing score. It's intended to be balanced, uh, you know, balance out the difficulty or the ease of that individual test. Overall, everyone should have an equally challenging exam to pass. That's what the ASWB is doing. So again, if you wanna learn more about exactly how the exam scored, what a scoring sheet looks like, check out our recent video on the ASWB scoring sheet and how you can interpret that as a test taker. But for today, we're talking much more about your studying plan and how long you should study for these exams. So the first important thing is to create what we're calling a winning study schedule. 
And while your individual study needs may vary, you may be a fast studier, a slow studier, a general rule of thumb for these ASWB exams is to devote at least two months, you know, eight weeks or so for a thorough review. But it's really important that it's not just about the time, it's about the quality of the approach that you take. If you're, you know, kind of reading quickly and not, you know, kind of internalizing the information as you study, that's obviously not going to be a good use of those two months. Also, if you're only studying, let's say, once a week for those eight weeks, that's likely not to, going to work for most students. So really quality in that study plan is very important. And one thing we talk about a lot at Agents of Change is what's called active reading or active learning. We have a blog post that's great on this. You can see if you're watching the video, the link here, we'll also put it in the show notes too for anyone listening on the podcast. But active reading is an incredibly important tactic to take as you study. It really ensures that that information makes it into your long-term memory, that it'll be accessible when you're seeing those questions on test day. So quality over quantity, uh, but two months is generally how much you should devote to studying for your ASWB exam. And so as you start to build that study schedule, let's say you're on the cusp of starting this, this two-month journey to prepare for your ASWB exam. An important part is first to define your study periods. Think about the time each day, or let's say maybe the five or so times each week that you can consistently study. Is that every day after dinner? Is that each morning for an hour before you go to work? Think about when you're most effective as a learner, as well as something you can consistently do over that two-month period. Both are important. So define your study periods. Next, kind of divide up the content and, and you'll be able to conquer it then. So divide and conquer. Look at the KSAs that are available on the ASWB website for your exam that you're taking. So if you're taking the master's exam, you can just Google master's exam ASWB KSAs, uh, the letters KSA. And you'll be able to see the four major content areas on the exam, along with many of the more detailed subtopics on the exam. Break those out. We suggest using a calendar. Um, you know, it could be digital, could be you know, kind of physical, but write down when you plan to study each of those areas. If you're using a program like Agents of Change Test Prep, this will help you manage uh, that online as you go through the curriculum. You'll see everything divided automatically for you into those manageable pieces. And plan to really focus on a couple topics each week. Again, if you're doing two months, you have eight weeks. Um, so you know, two to three topics each week will keep you on pace for being ready for this exam after two months. Another thing that's important to include in your schedule is practice exams. We suggest taking these relatively regularly through your exam studying. This will help you check in on your progress as well as identify some areas maybe you need to review again. Let's say maybe you covered a topic in week one or week two of your schedule, but you're seeing you're not doing so well on those practice tests with that topic. Add it to your schedule for the future you know, double back on it, look for more materials that cover that topic, and then hopefully on your next practice test, you'll see that you perform better in that area. So practice makes perfect. Definitely take at least two full-length practice exams in your ASWB studying, 
And we always recommend taking the official ASWB practice exam as one of those. Agents of Change offers two other full-length practice exams if you want to investigate those and use them as part of your studying. Also, resting and recharging is important through your study schedule. As you may have heard, as I mentioned, the amount of days in a week, I said five days of studying in the week. If you push for seven days or you push for four or five hours a day of studying, honestly, the amount of material you retain is not going to be great. That's too much for our bodies to be able to process, at least for the vast majority of us. There may be some of us out there who could study for a week and be ready for the exam, but that's very unusual. Most of us are gonna need to do, let's say a couple hours a day and then recharge. Five days a week might be the maximum and then recharge in those other days. That's gonna position us best for this exam. So as you build that schedule, don't forget to rest and recharge and make sure it matches with the way that you learn. In terms of balance, balance can be a challenge for some test takers. It's very likely you're juggling a job or school alongside exam preparation. So be conscious of your job requirements. If it's a really busy time at work, maybe defer the exam until it's a quieter time or at the very least, give yourself more time for exam preparation. Be honest with yourself. It might be three to four months instead of two months if you have a very busy time in your career or you're juggling, let's say, school as well as studying at the same time. But also balancing with your career can also you know, include some interesting options for you as well. You might find certain breaks, let's say your lunch break at work, you can listen to a podcast that helps you on a specific topic or review a micro lesson on a subtopic. Um, there might be, again, some breaks before or after work where studying might actually be able to energize your brain. It focuses on a, a different topic. So those study blocks, you'll have to kind of find what works with your work schedule. We have a great blog post from Maeve at Agents of Change on how she managed studying for her master's exam alongside her master's program, kind of finishing up her master's program, as, as well as a job. So check out that link here again in the notes if you're listening to the podcast of how she managed her schedule during that time. Another important thing as you're building this study plan over those two months or so that you're studying is to find out a way to include study groups. Uh, study groups can be a nice break in your, your studying kind of pattern instead of always being solo. They can also provide support. They can encourage you as you, you move through those topics. They can keep you accountable. Think like a gym buddy, um, someone who keeps you on pace, someone who encourages you, um, someone who's going through the same things you're going through. Also, these study groups can give you a different perspective, right? They can give you a different way of seeing a topic. Maybe that's challenging to you or that's causing you, um, you know, kind of confusion as you're going through it. But really make sure that these study groups are not the only thing you do. Uh, they need to complement the individual study time that you're putting in each week. Uh, at Agents of Change, all of our programs offer two live study groups per month on a variety of topics as well as access to 30 or more recorded study groups. So these are great. Again, places to come, be a part of a community, ask questions, get that accountability as you really push through this two or so months um, of studying before you take your ASWB exam. So definitely consider including a study group in your plans.
A few last things to keep in mind for your study schedule. There's really no one size fits all approach. So again, the two months is a guideline. Um, if you need more time, if you have a busy time at work, extend that time. If you know that you can maybe study six days a week and, and still be mentally, um, you know, kind of understanding the information that, that you're studying and you've always been a natural studier, sure, you might be able to shorten that period a little bit. It's adjust to what works for you, what works for your learning style, the strengths, weaknesses, and just life commitments you have. Be honest with yourself. Um, this is a marathon, not a sprint preparing for this exam. We also have another great blog post here, um, bit.ly slash study dash ASWB, that can really help you with those tips as you get ready for an exam. And I know we've talked a lot about kind of study plans today. Um, all Agents of Change programs also include a template to really help you build out that schedule and, and then easily manage it as you go through the material in our course, as you check in on those study groups, as you take those practice exams, it will help keep you on track. So you can always find those at agentsofchangeprep.com. Um, also a bunch of great free materials there that can help with your studying plan. So again, that's, that's our topic for today. Hopefully this helps you as you think about how much time you need personally to prepare for these exams, whichever one you're taking. And you can always find great content at Agents of Change Prep. Check out the blog for other more specific content around you know, exam scoring, specific exam topics, other tips and tricks to help you get ready for this exam. And if you ever need some help or you want you know, to ask us a specific question, reach out to us at agentsofchangeprep at gmail.com. And again, you know, two months sounds like a long time, um, but you know, with a great study plan, with these tips that we talked about today, it's manageable. Even if you have a busy job, a busy family life, we're there for you, um, as, as well as many other social workers are, uh, to help you along this journey. And you've got this. You can do this. You can pass your exam. And good luck. Thank you.